0: Hey guys, welcome to this week's Crypto catchup. I'm Pav and I'm Tommy, and we've got a bit of a different episode this week. We're gonna do a little bit of a focus on 2023. I know it's been a lot happening. We've sort of given our thoughts week to week, but I thought it'd be good to just sit down, refresh, reset. But yeah, we're just gonna go over like where we think things are going. You know, what could potentially impact the market from here, and even just go over a couple strategies that people may not be aware of. Well, we've mentioned just sporadically over throughout the episodes. This is almost like a bit of a TLDR from all the previous episodes and shows that we've done just to sort of cover off a few things that we've talked about in the past. So yeah, I thought it'd be good to just cover off, obviously, like always, just what we're thinking and seeing in the market before we start diving into our little crystal ball. How you feeling about the markets, Tommy?
1: Yeah, mate, again, it's very similar to last week. I think we're teetering on the edge of a decision. She's pretty flat, eh? Yeah, she's flat. She's not doing a whole lot. I mean, we've we've seen five to 10% on the top assets down across the board over the last seven days. Yep. You know, we've seen what six or eight weeks now of really positive momentum. Yeah, it's been good. We're teetering on the edge right now. We've got some big announcements coming out. We have got CPI from the US and a couple of other indicators. Yep. announcements coming out. I believe tomorrow night. Yeah, that's
0: right. Uh, Aussie time. Yeah, so, so unfortunately, the recording will hit after the news will. lands. But I mean, so we
1: either be geniuses or uh, you know, we just look like hey, we end up with egg on our face. That's right. Wouldn't be the first time. That's right. But yeah, I mean, that's really where Matt. It's really, I think it's just seesawing at the moment. Like people are waiting for this data to come out to kind of make yep. any decisions people will start placing their bets kind of as of recording on a on a Tuesday afternoon I think so. Year. people will start placing the bets pretty soon so you know we we're definitely in for a bit of volatility i think based on some of the Announcements we've seen, you know, I, I wasn't going to dig into it too much, but like we see yeah. Kraken getting fined for staking. Yeah, yeah, There's a bit of reaction in the market from that. It's a lot happening. And just as, you know, as of today, I think there's a bit of a story emerging about Binance's BUSD coin and Paxos and the SEC kind of having a look at that. So yep. there's a few kind of things like crypto specific events that, that will play on it as well as the macro events like the likes of the CPI and stuff like
0: that. So it's a funny lining up of events, but yeah, I kind of feel the same. Like we have just been teetering for a while, had a bit of a break. Leading to the end of last week. And I mean, anyone trying to trade this right now, it's just chop city. Like, it's horrible. You just get range lows and highs get wiped out essentially until the market's starting to sort of range and start to make a bit of a decision in terms of price wants to hold or fall. But yeah, like we sort of say, like these key fundamental events generally tend to be the catalysts that help sort of lean the seesaw to one side. So,
1: yeah, I think there's a lot of people yeah. just trading on the back of the Fed announcements and things like that this year. Like, yeah, I think a lot more people have learned to use that as a tool, yep. like if you call it a tool, but yeah. we do it is, it is a, I guess, a sentiment indicator. and It is, yeah. You know, we've seen it do a lot of damage to the market last year, whereas this year potentially we're using it to try and get that positive momentum happening. So yeah. anything that you can add to your repertoire of, of indicators or trading tools is always positive. And that's so,
0: it too. Like any end of the day, like it brings volatility. So yeah. that could be positive, could be negative. Yeah. A lot of people might add to this sort of strategy. They're just going to size off leading into these sort of yeah. events, which... You know, a lot of people do. That's common in trad fire markets. too. Yeah, sure. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, if we look at like the top movers, it's not really too much to talk about. There's, Well, actually, we have got the Singularity Net Token, AGIX, still running hot in the last seven days, up 90%. Yeah. Even after everything that's kind of happened, it's probably still a little bit down from the peak that it did put in, but that's still showing quite a bit of growth. The graph was sort of following close behind, about 43%.
1: But yeah, I mean we've seen I think H bar was one notably for me that, that was kind oh, yeah? of Hedera Hashcraft was kind of running against the market as well. I think it was Yep. it was up 30% or something like that over 7 days when everything else is kind of down like I said you know yep. 5 to 10 so that's uh, been good to see I mean everything else yeah. like, looking at the kind of 7 days nearly everything in the top 50 apart from HBAR and, oh, yeah. and a couple of tokens like that are, are kind of just down in the red yeah, yeah. there definitely was an impact to decentralized staking tokens as well
0: yeah uh, so yeah. we had Lido
1: DAO we had Rocket Pool were kind of two that I was looking at yeah yeah there was a bit of an impact a bit of a fallout you could say from that Kraken case um, as well with staking and and uh that's definitely something that i think we should dig into not today but we'll definitely dig into that mm. another time uh, yeah around the taking on centralized exchanges
0: It'll be a big one to see play out too it's a lot of lot of opinions
1: yeah some precedent to set now so that's kind of the thing that we generally look for but yeah we will dig into that a bit deeper in another section yep
0: that sounds good mate but yeah, I guess we'll tuck into our thoughts on 2023 and where things are going. I guess to call it out too, here at SwiftX, we have released a 2023 crypto trading handbook as well. So everyone get their hands on that for free. I can simply just head to our website. And- Shout out to Ted and the team for that Yeah, one.
1: it's amazing work. It looks pretty sexy. Pretty smick. It's it's sexy. It's a sexy document. So. It's
0: an easy one to read too. It's not too long. And it's not just one or two people. Like, you know, we, we made it, Tommy, we've got some authorship right we there. Did. We, we do. We
1: always wanted to write a book. Yeah. And uh, this is my leg in, yeah. I reckon.
0: <laughs> Put us alongside some of the great names yeah we were in (laughs) some great commentary there from some other market leaders as well so we got jason pizzino bed simpson gordon franklin Gordon franklin's and too. yep so there's some really good good opinion pieces there as well so everyone kind of take a little nugget away from everyone hopefully which is good but yeah i guess the biggest thing that we could probably start off from thinking is mate where do you think the markets are going for 2023 are you bullish optimistically
1: bearish bearish was my that was was your tagline ebook was pretty good yeah like i mean it's you know Again, talking about sitting on the fence with these things was like yep. I'm absolutely optimistic long term. 2023. What does 2023 have for us? Like we talked last episode about the Litecoin having. So these what are the catalyst events that are going to play out within 2023? Yep. I definitely think Litecoin having is one of those. We've yep. talked about custody, licensing, regulation, token mapping. We talked about in the last episode a little bit as well. Like yep. all these things are playing into a more sophisticated industry. Yep. And which for me, it just works out to the upside long-term, right? So yeah. it's always hard to call these things on a six-month or 12-month kind of time period. Mm. Yes, so a lot of people get into crypto or they want to make quick money or grow their portfolio quickly. It doesn't always play out like that. i seen an interesting graph actually during the week about it wasn't to do with crypto, but it was like investing over time and it shows your probability of essentially your probability of winning six months, one year, three uh, year, okay. five year, 10 year. Yep. And like, at 10 years, obviously it depends on what you invest in, but at 10 years, it was like 92% probability of actually being yep. you know, being a decent investment or being positive. So okay. yeah, again, take that how you will, but it's just one that I seen the other day I thought was quite interesting. But yeah, I mean, for me, yeah, 2023 is all about... Sophistication in the market regulation. We got a couple of catalysts, like I mentioned with Litecoin. that yep. i definitely watching. And yeah, that's generally what I see. I mean, longer term, 24, 25, playing into the next cycle, the Bitcoin having next Aussie winter, European summer, you know, like <laughs> June or thereabouts. Yep. In 24, like that's really the the next big big in the market that we that we're kind of watching. That's the Bitcoin having, which which is historically has proven to be quite a interesting time of volatility plus. We don't have to talk about it here, but I guess people can go and look at the graphs yeah. of what happened to historical. The prices and things after that. So that's no, kind of where it is. Exactly. Yeah. What are you thinking? Yeah, it's
0: pretty much along the same lines. It's a different state of play than what we've seen in previous cycles, just with the whole money printing, inflation, we've sure. got rising interest rates, but it's not like crypto hasn't existed where interest rates have been at 5 or 6% in the past either. Like it's not a completely different ballgame. I think a lot of it does kind of tie into the broader macro picture. But for me, like, you know, you talk about Litecoin harvesting. Yeah. For one, like, I kind of look at this year as like, it is a year for opportunity, is a year for growth. You know, there is amongst everything with good risk management, like opportunity. Oh. The one thing I will say, if you do look at something like the Litecoin Harvesting, the months leading up to it, it's definitely a sell the news type of yep. event. So, if you're basically waiting until the Litecoin Harvesting day, you've like oh, missed it. Falling off the cliff at, yeah. at the same time. Yeah. So, what that kind of tells me is, you know, if that's going to be performing quite well, there's- a speculative yep. chance that the rest of the market's performing quite well too. So we're looking at putting in that hardening date in July 2023. So that kind of tells me that definitely this Q1, Q2 period, I'm going to be paying heavy, heavy, heavy attention to the markets. Yeah, exactly. And then if we've looked at what's happened historically, after an
1: event like that, the money does tend to sell off. So yeah, Or move into could be other larger assets. assets or something like that. Correct. So we see, often we see yep. smaller capital pump, and then it just, that value flows back into the to large caps. And
0: that's exactly the point I was going to make too. Because I do remember the last cycle we did have is kind of when I really started paying attention to the markets. That's when we saw like the advent of DeFi. Yeah. And that's when I started making some tiny, tiny investments that just blew my mind how quickly they grew. Like it was like, again, paying attention to good projects when the times were slowly turning around that sure. yielded. I mean, personally speaking, good results for myself.
1: Good. Not- Taking profits into the right assets as well is another yeah. good strategy that people do adopt. Like I always think about it: traditional equities. People invest in a, like a high performing tech stock, yep. like I know Tesla or whatever else. And then instead of like realizing those gains back into Aussie dollars or US dollars or whatever it is, yep. you then you average it into like an S&P 500 or something like that. <laughs> yeah. and people kind of use that as a safer yep. haven to go and pack some money or pack some value in gains that they've made. So yeah, I think it works similar with crypto, right? People can trade their their altcoins. A lot of them go back into like the likes of Bitcoin and Ethereum as kind of a safer, in brackets, store of, of that value. That was the old
0: school leverage trading, right? Like you couldn't yeah. access futures markets or derivative contracts. So people used to just literally trade altcoins back into Bitcoin. Yeah, that's right. The quickest way to make more Bitcoin, Yeah, which a lot of people probably haven't experienced, if you knew you wish, to the
1: space. But the big macro pieces that you were talking about kind of like interest rates. Yes. DPI, which we mentioned already. Yep, which um, kind of
0: sets the tone for the interest rates. yeah. Yep. Jobs. Jobs data. Jobs. I mean, in Australia,
1: yep. we're really lucky. The rate is, is tiny. Yeah. What does that do? What does that tell you about the economy? Does it mean they're still going to keep raising rates? People are still spending money on things? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But for me as well, it also tells that there's going to be a lot of competition in the jobs market. Yeah. Because the employment rate is so low, people jump at new opportunities because you're going to get more money in certain places. So it's about how that plays out as well. Are people going to get more money and then they have more surplus to go yep. and use it to invest? So, and then you mentioned war tensions as well, right? Like, we yeah,
0: can't control those. You no, just, just don't know what's going to happen, right? Yeah.
1: Well, hopefully, hopefully, the whole situation continues to to calm down and die out.
0: Well, yeah, well, that's what we're all hoping. But like, these are all sort of things that, again, like, probably more so the war tensions and just anything geopolitical, like, they're kind of out of everyone's control. I'm sure there's yeah. more select group that know what's
1: going on. Yeah. That crystal ball like, doesn't work for that. No. Yeah. Hopefully, you don't get anything like a. No, oh, but... Or um, of over event or something like that, man. That's not what we want. <laughs>
0: yeah, but I guess just to round off, yeah, if, if I'm bullish or bearish, like I am generally always unfortunately bullish, but I do kind of, I can foresee a situation where, you know, as quickly as we climb, we could easily lose that all as well, like not being in a, where you consider traditionally where we are in previous cycles, we're not really quite there yet for it to follow through. But, mate, there's some pretty cool stats I guess we could also dive through in terms of other factors that are key to look at is some good surveying that got done towards the end of last year by a YouGov survey. Yeah. I know we're just going to read this off a piece of paper, but, I mean, they're pretty cool. Like, it's basically... Yeah, they're,
1: they're interesting stats for sure.
0: Yeah, and, and it definitely sort of sets the tone for, like, just the average individual and how interested they are. A survey basically said that 26% of Aussies plan to buy crypto in 2023, which is bigger than I would have thought. Yeah, it's Um, a good good amount. 66% of crypto-owning Aussies would like to have their super fund also include crypto. Yeah, that's uh, a hot topic. Very hot topic.
1: Some key failures
0: across the industry, like... Even overseas, like in yeah. the States and stuff, right? Like they had a few go through and yeah, they
1: fell the, apart. Yeah, they've had a few. I think that whole process needs to be probably reviewed yeah. in 2023. I think it will be. I think it's good that people have the option to have an allocation to the likes of a super fund. But that allocation, I think the rules around that allocation should really be yep. kind of forensically investigated. Yeah, okay. You know, you don't want people ending up with ninety percent of their super portfolio in one asset yeah. or something like that. I mean, so if it's truly
0: meant to be diversified. Like that's not really diversified. Yeah,
1: exactly. Right? I mean, self and super funds, I think, as a product themselves, will go through a pretty hefty review in in the next couple of years. So that's yeah, good. Yeah, crypto hopefully is a part of that. It. It's absolutely space. I think. Yeah, but everybody wants it, right? Like, look at that sixty-six percent of people. Would like to have the option to use it in their self-managed super funds. Pretty so, good, you know. That's a big number.
0: Some other ones there as well. Forty percent of males own or have owned crypto
1: as well. Only eighteen percent of females. So gonna have to bump those numbers up, ladies. Yeah, the ladies need to need to up their game. Yep. I think it's just it's probably a pretty relative stat across investing in general. Like males potentially earn more money is like and kind if of, this is what we're fighting against, right? For the yeah, the equality, group. diversification, yep. diversification. And everything else. So like, it's It's another gap to close. It's another gap to close, but I mean, like 40% to 18% is a decent gap. So we're hoping that the ladies will start to to close up the gap by the time we do the next survey.
0: Let's do it. What else we got? Average profits for last year, $11,000. So that's pretty modest as well, which is quite good. Yeah, absolutely. There's some other things you could speak to Tommy as well about other big factors in 2023 for adoption. I know we've spoken about in previous podcasts, but things like governments, what are you sort of seeing in that space?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of chatter around CBDCs and what that will mean for...
0: And CBDCs just for...
1: CBDCs are central bank digital currencies. There so we go. For instance, the Aussie government issuing their own... Well, what was it the other currency. week that did it? NAB. NAB did it. Yeah, a NAB. Of a so pilot that kind of, study. Yeah, it kind yeah. of plays into... That kind of plays into the same conversation, you know? There's a yeah. lot of lot of businesses, kind of, well, banks now as well, and yeah. private businesses going, creating their own version of, of a stablecoin, essentially like a one Aussie dollar stablecoin. I mean, for me, it's always about the use case. What is the use case? Do we actually need this? In terms of central backed digital currency, there's been a lot of pushback. Yeah, They're worried about the privacy and yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I definitely get it. Blockchain technology is a fantastic use case for this when it comes to privacy. What do they not know about us when we use our? bank card or, True. or bank account anywhere, right? So yeah. for me, it's like, it's kind of, it's a valid argument, but it's also one that you have to look through lens from both sides in terms of like yep. what the government can see and everything else. So yep. yeah, I mean, we talked about the token mapping, we talked about the new regulations coming out specifically in, in Australia and across Europe, yep. UK, all kind of specific and in the US as well. Yep. So, you know, there's licensing regimes to fit purposes in different regions Australia will hopefully get some clarity on that this year, which is going to be big. I guess our assumption here, whether we're right or not, but our assumption is that a regulated market is a healthier and stronger market. It has those added protections for users getting involved, but, but it, also, it also covers the businesses that are playing in the space, right? You know what the standard is now. Yeah, Digital assets, crypto, we're all self-regulated at the moment, which is, has proven to not work.
0: Yeah, we've seen a look couple of collapse, right?
1: Else, right? So that's proven to not work. Mm-hmm. Yes, some businesses are doing the right things, and I think it's a catalyst in itself for the yeah. markets to to kind of improve or at least bid into this more long term picture of where digital assets sit as an investment class.
0: Mm. No, it's a good shout. Like I think it's really gross to think about it, but like when things go wrong, like it's, yeah. it's crazy that that's sometimes what it takes to really get the needle moving. And
1: yeah, exactly I mean, right.
0: Look at the token mapping exercise. I mean, everyone was sort of saying, "Oh, that's going to blow out. It's never going to happen." And boom, Q1. This year we've got something out in the public can view.
1: Yeah, which is great. Amazing. Which is great. Like I don't think we're going to dig too much into that today.
0: But no, no. For
1: people that are listening, like even just go online and search token mapping, and you'll find the, the submission or the paper that has has came out. They're reaching out to the public and and our businesses to kind of submit their. They've asked some questions in the document as well. So anyone, anyone that's listening, anyone at all, can jump on and give a response to those questions and everything else. So you know help shape the future of what comes from this token mapping. I know we'll be doing it, you know, as a business with SwiftX, we'll be kind of pushing forward our thoughts and our opinions on it. So Mm -hmm. yeah, and in all the other exchanges and and crypto businesses, we'll be doing it as well. So it's definitely one to watch. It's a big piece. It is for sure. Other than that, I guess we could also look,
0: talk about, you know, a lot of people kind of sit there sort of wondering, how do I do this? Yeah. What do I do? What button do I press? What button? Yeah, which one goes down and up? Basically, potential strategies that people can use in the current markets. So, I mean, I think we're past the point where we're talking about what's a strategy for a bull market or a bear market. Like, obviously, there is some respective differences, but I mean, sometimes it's just good to look at the current, the now. What would you sort of say, Tommy, is sort mm-hmm. of themes that you turn to?
1: Yeah, I mate. Mean, I mean, I really implore people to go and download the ebook, right? Because we cover yep. it all in the ebook, and yep. it's and it looks pretty <laughs> yeah. when you're reading it. But um, yeah, I mean, I've done specific tapping into crypto episodes on, you know, dollar cost averaging into the market yep. in and out of the market, dollar cost averaging, which mm-hmm. is is a big one, kind of setting up recurring orders or recurring buys, which, you know, you can do on SwiftX and, and many other platforms as well. You know, using kind of indicators to help you if you are that technically minded or I wouldn't even call it technically advanced. There's some pretty easy yeah. indicators that can be able to jump on like the 200 weekly moving average, weekly RSI, which we talk about quite a bit, like when yep. it hits certain levels that's kind of for us maybe a buy signal and certain another other levels well, it of tells business.
0: another page of the story right of yep. like why am I doing what I'm doing yeah yeah I think that's a good shout.
1: yeah what yeah. do you have what, what are your kind of top tips there
0: yeah I think the dollar cost averaging one is not something it keeps it simple and sometimes yep. a lot of people stress on the when or how when it's just a case of you just need to work out for you this was the biggest thing for me like when I was talking to people about this it's always about how much you have in the crypto market right now are you thinking about it Trying to go to sleep at night because if so, you've probably got too, too much, too in, much yeah. in there. Yep. Like, that's a really good sort of litmus test for it. It's about understanding what's your points of invalidation when you're getting in. Like, I know that sounds technical, but it's like how much you're willing to lose at the end yep. of the day. Like, if you have a initial amount of capital and you understand what that means to you, are you happy to see that all potentially go? You half 25%, not to say that it will, but it's sure. just mentally, you're, I guess, okay to say that that money won't affect you paying for fuel and your rent for the month.
1: Yeah, everyone's position is obviously different, right? And that's what everyone's. It's, yeah. The one point that should never be a variable for people is the timeline. Yes. Like if you're investing for one month, three months, six months, you got to be pretty good to get it right. Yep. If you're investing for two years, three years, five years, you can actually make some mistakes along the way, I guess. So yeah. like having that time, that longer time horizon. And, you know, there's all different types of traders. Some people want to trade on the minute. You know, there's long and short traders. There's a lot of different ways to do this. Yeah. But as a kind of a rule, I think that longer term time horizon is something that something that people can get comfortable with when they think about crypto and the digital asset economy. Yeah, absolutely. Because people really like to, like, to date, you know, our experience has been people think way too short-term when it comes to crypto. I think so. I think that's something that, you know, we're probably getting a lesson on over the yep. last few years. Yeah. And the other piece is the absolute, like I've said this, I'll say this until I'm blue in the face, any podcast, made, taking profit is the absolute yeah. hardest thing to do. People never want to do it. They complain about doing it. There's always a reason not to take profit. And, you know, I mentioned it, I got slammed on Twitter, yeah, talking about it a few um, times, and it's like...
0: And then we tanked after. then we
1: tanked after. But like, yeah. you know, not to validate the statement, but it's more like... Just have a predefined strategy or some triggers in place to tell you, all right, I've made a hundred bucks over here. I'm going to take $30. Like, you know, as an example, things like that. Yes, people just want to buy and hold and have that strategy. And that's totally fine. But I think just finding a balance is really what the sweet spot would be. So, you know, that's, you know, that's the strategy that I use and. I've made mistakes. I know we've both made mistakes. Heaps. With trading in the markets before of of being kind of over bullish on certain products that we like or we have a sentimental attachment to. Correct. Watching it and writing it down all the way down, all the way down again. But, you know, these things are, they're just lessons that you learn along the way. And the sooner you can kind of pick them up, the the better off you're most likely going to be. I think that's it. Like
0: If I had to take away what the biggest regret was for the last cycle, it is... There were certain milestones where I thought I need to get to this to get that. They were like, they were life-changing moments, not in a big way, but meaningful enough. Like, you know, we're talking a car paid down or, sure. you know, to yep. other people, it might be a big chunk of their mortgage sorted. Sometimes it is just about realizing that even though something could run and just being okay with that. That's again, like you said, it's the hardest thing to do because everyone around you won't be doing it. And that's yeah. how these markets work. That's right. You're and the I mean, minority.
1: yeah. And like yeah. when things are good. Yep. People are always just looking for the next yep. big line of support or the next mm. the next price point that is like has a sentimental attachment to them or yep. like a hundred dollars right or fifty dollars is a great like sentimental yep. price point for people to hit on a certain asset. Any round numbers, people love round numbers. We and they always try and trade to round numbers. Large but to
0: a dollar, for example.
1: Yeah, like everyone was talking yeah. about back in twenty twenty one. Everyone's saying Bitcoin to 100K. Everyone's trading Bitcoin long up to 100K and we all seen what happened after that. So you just have to be smart about these things. And, you know, it's fine to have like a sentimental target like that, like Mm. 100K for Bitcoin. But these things, just because everyone is saying it, you know, as we've seen, it doesn't play out like that. So just having a strategy around what's a good number for you to take some profit or take some risk off the table. And there is always going to be a leg down there's always going to be a sell-off. Mm-hmm. Like your minutes or days or weeks away from the sell-off. So, yeah. you know, that's not a lot of time when it comes to, you know, money yeah. invested.
0: Absolutely. That's the thing for me. Yeah. And I think again, like I'm completely drawn on personal. I remember sitting next to you in, in the old office as well. And just kicking myself that I hadn't taken profit because if I had, I would have been able to jump into another opportunity that yep. I saw and I was just tired. My capital was tied to something that I knew was going to potentially, I had a good bias to say that it was going to keep going up, but yep. I just simply couldn't rotate into anything else because it made no sense. Whereas you know, just shaving, shaving, shaving. At least you'd have some capital on the sidelines, yeah. some powder. Building um, up a little
1: pot to yeah. go again. You're prepped in for all any and all circumstances. Yeah, because
0: right? if it keeps going down, well, at least you have that. Yeah, exactly if right. If it yeah. doesn't, then, you know, you've reloaded essentially. It just comes down to obviously your strategy at the time. Not to say that this is stuff that we'd expect this year, but I think they're all just, I don't know, this is a bit of a therapy session almost. It is. Um, just it is. sort of breaking down what, what we could yeah. have done better.
1: That's good. It's yeah. Getting it all in the open, yeah. mate.
0: It's good. I feel like I should be lying down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we are on the couch so you know, <laughs> after all that, that kind of works it does play out but, um, no that's good mate that was, that's really important you know like it's, it is really important that we talk about strategies mm. in a, a kind of simplified way for people as well but yep. again going back to the ebook kind of does break this down really yeah. nicely get it downloaded it's a pretty quick read anyway There's some pretty uh, yeah I, I'm really impressed with it I think the guy's done an awesome done job done an awesome job yeah and like I said looks super sexy yeah well that's what we got what do we got off the cuff mate off the cuff
0: yeah, I think we touched on it earlier, the SEC and the yep. Binance debacle. So, I mean, my takeaway from that is, like you sort of said, Paxos, who have been s- supplying them yep. USD, minting it for them, basically backing it with collateral and minting the actual token. Right. Cease and desist from the New York, I'm not going to remember, but basically the New York Securities Authority that's there. And they've, I guess, at the time of the recording, they have complied and stopped minting. Yeah. So I wonder how that one's going to
1: actually play out. CZ yeah. came out on the front foot. It's one to watch for sure. He he was saying straight away it's not a security. Yep. So, smart from Binance not issuing their own stablecoin <laughs> and getting someone else to yeah. It sort of insulates them, right? Yeah. it keeps yeah, the, yeah. It keeps them at, at arms length from think of that angle. From the actual you know regulators and everything else. Yeah. It's a smart play and fully within the the lines of the law, which is great. Yeah. Going to be very interesting to see how this plays out and all. Yep. We'd mentioned BUSD had a kind of a very short depegging for yeah. a few minutes, but it wasn't anything yeah, was a report on. A bunch maybe. of
0: people on crypto Twitter like spruking ob opportunities. Yeah. It was, yep. it was always going to come with any depegging. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah. It's a little bit brave. Yeah. Like it's moving, you know, 0.1 cent. You'd have to run 100K through it to make anything. Yeah. And it's you're risking 100K. Not,
1: it's not one, not one that I think we'd be playing around with. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no. But, um, the other one that we mentioned earlier as well was Kraken. Obviously Kraken had... Yeah, I got a cease and desist and a big fine from the SEC for the staking their, for their centralized staking. Yeah, they locked at the head. And yep. There was a number of reasons that I want to dig into know, but essentially they're saying it's a unregulated securities offering. By the way, they've kind of set up yep. that program, and they had issues with their disclosures and how they're actually paying back rewards and how they're disclosing that as well. So okay, So that's a, I think it's a big one to watch. Brian Armstrong, who's the CEO of Coin Coinbase, Base, came out as well. Yeah. He said that, you know, they will essentially fight toot and nail to defend yep. staking, centralized staking, and it could be a big step backwards in terms of adoption yeah. of the likes of staking. Like, it is securing the network. Like, we're big believers in staking here at SwiftX, yep. and between me and you, Pav, we do, yeah. we love it. So, yeah, yeah I think it, it's hopefully one that hasn't set a full negative kind of precedent now to what staking is, and, and at the end of the day, people are still going to stay. Hmm. But they're going to take additional risks, if you want to call them risks, to go and try and stake assets now. They're maybe performing actions to get a return on their assets that they don't understand exactly what they're doing. And consumer protection is what it is all boils down to.
0: Yeah, exactly. Is that
1: really protecting the consumer? Well, I guess that's what remains to be seen at the moment. Yeah.
0: mean it's going be interesting to see, because I'm, again, waiting for the details to emerge. Maybe it's just, I haven't, also haven't looked into it again, like the yeah. market regulation coming out in the UK. wonder what their stance is on the staking and proof of stake mechanism. So... Yeah, there's, Again, a lot, a big, there's a lot to watch features. there because
1: staking is a yeah. massive part of the ecosystem. You know, obviously, yeah. Ethereum move from proof of work to proof of stake, which yep. is you know second biggest blue chip crypto, I yeah. suppose you could call it. So yep. it's huge. You know, there's there's a lot to play out in this story yet. Yeah, we'll be we'll be keeping our eyes peeled. I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, people can still stake. Yeah, what maybe rises to the top is the likes of your decentralized staking protocols. The likes of we mentioned Rocket Pool, we mentioned Lido, Dow, there's a few other ones as well. Yep. So you know maybe. Maybe to keep an eye on those. One to keep an eye on, yeah. Yep.
0: based on that movement as well. But I know we were jokingly saying in the office earlier as well, it almost mess feels like the SEC news is the new China or India bans crypto Yeah,
1: news. that's right. Because they haven't, China or India haven't announced anything about crypto quiet. for no, about six months. They keep
0: talking about how they're going to regulate it yeah. and tax it and everything else in between. So yeah, this is going to be new, the new fad, new
1: indicator, the SEC. Well, well, well there's a conspiracy we'll theory going around on, on Twitter and everyone else that, you know, what? that the essentially the US government have this project or this, this like... Is this the UFO stuff? Yeah, it's kind of... No, no, it's not really the UFO, but it's kind of like they have this intent focus on cracking down crypto from every single angle. It's like a like Project Mayhem or something like that. You know, like these, uh, okay. these buzzwords that they give yep, the undercover yep. kind of stances or projects from the government. Anyway, okay. it's, it's uh, yeah, it's kind of going around on Twitter at the moment. Twitter yeah, right. Is quite interesting. Not saying that I don't agree with some of what's coming out, but... Like we've seen to start this year, like it's just been one thing after another with yeah, mean, see like,
0: cracking down, so. Yeah, there's a few people that, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's some good news and some bad news stories. Yeah, so sure. You only ever hear the bad, like yeah, anything well, that's in, it. in the news. Yeah, so. Exactly right. Mate, I think, I think that that's it? that's a good... Have we,
1: it? Have we done it again?
0: Yeah, I mean, we've given our thoughts on what we think this year will bring. Yeah, I mean, we've got no absolute guarantees on what's to come, but there are a few sort of things that people can be looking to to sort of lean on for... I think for me, it's like at the end of the day, know where you are, pay attention, keep up as best as you can, Yep. Sound check all of your sources and resources that you have been following and continuing to follow. Just make sure, yep. you know, even keep us, tuning in,
1: keep it, tuning in to tapping into crypto. Yeah.
0: Even, even give us a litmus test as well. Like at the end of the day, yeah. like you should be getting information from a couple of sources, I think is another sure. big piece as well, but I'm excited for this year. Yeah, no absolutely. What, absolutely. Good or bad.
1: Thanks again, guys, for checking in and, and going through it with myself and Pav in the 2023 outlook. Download the ebook, have yep. a search online, SwiftX ebook. And yeah, follow us, like, and uh, last shout out to, to Ted and the marketing team yep. for getting that beautiful resource out for us. Sexy. Catch you guys next week. See you guys.